Welcome to the Clobbercast, proudly presented to you from Clobbercalm, all the way from Sheffield, England. Ben, Glenn, take it away. Clobbercast. Hey up people, hope everybody's well. Welcome to Clobbercast number six today. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm sat here with Glenn, we all get to know now. Uh, today we speak to RGT, Carl and Leslie, which is going to be great. It's going to be mint. Yeah, really good this one. Uh, Glenn's back from his travels, how were your travels, Glenn? Uh, busy, yeah. Four days in London, six hours in Yorkshire, then up at 1am to fly from Manchester to Brussels. Had a coffee in Brussels, then went to Hamburg, <laughs> then stayed in Hamburg for two days and then came back to sleep and yeah, been in this office for going on 14 hours now, so yeah, or the podcast studio <laughs> yeah. slash office, um, but yeah, it's been good, just tiring, you know, it's, you know, Did you when get you get everything done that you needed to get done? Yeah, it's been good, we met some cool people, uh, nice people. Yeah. Um, seen some nice places too. Um, Red Wing. Red Wing. Hamburg. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? Yeah, I went to uh, Hamburg and uh, randomly, I don't know, even know why I checked, but I thought, oh, there's lots of stores here. I could see that there's loads of shops. I thought, oh, I'll just type Red Wing Hamburg. Um, and it was like, yeah, yeah, there's a little store. It looked mint. And I had a bit of a free day on Sunday. Um, and I went there and it was closed. Which you know, is a bit weird. It's funny because my mate were in Berlin, or is in Berlin at the minute, Matt burned down. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And he uh, he texted me a picture of Red Wing Berlin on yesterday saying, why is it short? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> it is. Yeah, a bit bizarre. But yeah, I'm glad to be back though. Yeah. Uh, just because it's just full on travelling and, you know, London for four or five days is full on. Yeah. And then obviously getting up in the middle at night to fly across yeah. Europe is it, it, not... As glamorous as it sounds, it's it's really not. It's no. it's tiring and. Did you lib- fall asleep on plane? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah, both ways. <laughs> Can you imagine if you missed your stop. In uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you'd struggle, wouldn't you? Walk up in Magaluf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not like bus stop or like airplane stops in the sky. Um, but yeah, it um, it were good. But just glad to be back. Uh, just working and doing yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, so how's how's your week? Been busy, mate. Busy just working on the website, getting new images in. We've got all spring, summer 18 stock. It's taking shape that website now, yeah. It's getting uh, there, not just because we've been involved in <laughs> no, uh, it is. It's getting helping, there, like, but, um, it's, it's it seems to be getting loads of hits. Um, yeah. uh, loads of people reading obviously the blogs, loads of people checking out new uh garments um there's fresh stock coming in as well of course cause we'd have obviously a, we've had all like tw- 20 garments or something in the last nine days coming for spring summer so it's yeah just... so there's loads to be cracking on with i know that because obviously we support clobbercam uh with their efforts to get the product out there to the people um and yeah people are really engaging so yeah from my side that's really nice to see because you know we've we've made some improvements and some adjustments yeah. and People are now, it's getting through to people a lot more, which yeah. obviously means we, you need more stock, <laughs> uh, which is which is cool. Um, yeah, and fresh lines coming in, it's always nice to see. 
Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, so that's 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 great. Um, you can get them all on. <laughs> you are. <up. laughs> Just go over to www.clobbercam.com. We need a button, don't yeah. we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we need to stop saying that. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, but it's good. Uh, there's loads of cool stuff coming up as well. Uh, not just this podcast uh, today. Uh, we've got another one later in the week. Um, and then we've decided, or Ben's decided, and I've helped facilitate the uh, Clubacam Rally Social. Yeah, yeah, the so, CCSC Rally Social. Yeah, so do you want to tell people what that is, Ben? Yeah, that's a mad weekend. On the weekend of the 6th and 7th of April... Uh, we've got a couple of events going off in store on Friday night. We're doing an evening with Trickers Shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, one of the oldest shoe manufacturers in the UK, still based in Northampton, still based uh, exactly where they always have been, making shoes the way they always have. There's a story of it on my profile, actually, that you can go and watch. Cool. Uh, they're coming up to the Supply Co on the Friday night. We're doing a private event, and they're bringing their master shoe uh, maker and the only female qualified shoemaker in the UK are coming up to do demonstrations in back at shop so you can really see how the craft takes shape. That's me. Uh, and then on Saturday, we're doing the CCSC, which is Clovercam Supply Co., the CCSC uh, Rally Social, which is just snowball into a bikers event <laughs> yeah yeah so we've uh we've Beer, got... barbecue bikes we've got yeah. a lot we're doing a ride out in morning yeah so uh, we've uh, we've um we've got some not not live music but I'll, i'm gonna be taking to the old dj decks, uh <laughs> putting some uh tunes on uh then we've got food uh we've got drink uh we've collaborated with uh what the, the... sheffield brewery yes yeah sheffield brewery is going to be uh doing the food and the drink for us, uh, which to anybody that's not in in Sheffield and already knows this, is actually part of the same building as the Supply Co. Uh, it's going to be uh, Down and Out Boys are coming in, who you introduced us to. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Down and Out, uh, originally from Barnsley, just moved over uh, to Rotherham. Rotherham yeah. They've got a cool custom bike garage. Uh, check that out. Um, We've got uh, one of the brands that we stock in shop, uh, Eat Dust. Rob from Eat Dust says he's going to make his way over from Belgium for it. Uh, which so we is... should. I've been to Belgium this week and <laughs> came back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that should be really cool because a lot of guys that come in shop that are into the bikes, into the denim, wear Eat They'll Dust. They'll just know it, won't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be really cool and to I, have him come. I, how many bikes are we thinking is going to be there? I don't know, landlord asked me that. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be... A, I'd, I'd, I'd be comfortable putting money on at least 50. Yeah. I'd go, I'd go 50 bikes, yeah. And then there's going to be loads of people on foot. Yeah, well, there course. will be because there's a big uh, event called Peddler Market, which is at the end of the road, which is a food and ale market, and that gets up into sort of and people, between five and 7,000 on a Saturday. It's 30 yard away. People are going to hear the music, yeah. hear the bikes. It's gonna be uh, oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna, gonna be, be a party like yeah yeah it's gonna be mint yeah. so uh, and I me find Sean will be busy as well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> running around me Sean and Gary running around inside shop it's Arr, gonna be good it's gonna be good but, but yeah it's growing and you know that community is growing locally as well uh, not just online so uh, yeah. more people are getting involved and more stuff like this is introducing more people and bringing people together which spreading the to be honest word. as you say it's not this is not an event for. Um, you know, for for sales, is it then? It's it's one of them where we're bringing people together no, to like-minded people because yeah. every 
everybody likes barbecue, beer, music. Yeah. And, you know, if we can add some... And at least like looking at bikes, even if they don't drive yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even so. like looking at custom bikes and... Uh, and raw denim, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. And, that's, and red wings. Yeah, so it's just... It's, else it's just going to be mint. It's yeah. just going to be mint. So uh, it's going to be a busy weekend, but yeah, we're well up for that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, as I say, more importantly now, our GT. Yeah, uh, we're going to be. time to crack on. Speak. They are sat waiting for us over in the in Los Angeles base. Yeah, which is cool. So uh, yeah, looking forward to this one because it's my favourite. Yeah, Denim brand. It's, it's definitely one of mine. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt about it. Yeah, it's definitely number one for me right now. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking to him. Let's uh, let's crack on. I think we've said enough, man. Yeah, good here stuff. we go. Here Cue we go. the call. Hey, Carl. Hey, Leslie. How you doing? Hey, Ben. How's <laughs> things? Great. Good, good. Over here in southern, sunny Southern California. That was my next question. I was going to say whereabouts are you guys now, and what is it? What is it? What were you doing that we've just stopped you doing by giving you a call? Oh, you want to answer? Well, that? it's about 12:45 <laughs> p.m. right now. Yeah. Um, just doing some work this morning. We just put our youngest daughter down for naps, so yeah. she's sleeping. Yeah. yeah, so we're good for the next hour, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is usually, usually our opportunity to um, do some face-to-face time with each other and just say, okay, what's you know what's on your plate? What are you looking at? What's what's your what's kind of what you're trying to tackle for the week? Um, yeah. So that because like. We've learned to optimize our, our kids' nap time. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> we're super efficient. When our kids are down for nap, that's when we're banging out all our work. You know, like when we shoot product shots, that's usually when our kids are napping or at night when of they're course. sleeping. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can believe that. Uh, I think we all can relate to that one with <laughs> little babies at home. <laughs> the uh, Mine are going through a little bit of a stage where they don't sleep so much. Like on a night at minute, you know how they go through them stages and when I'm trying to get work done and I can just hear the little feet at top of stairs and I'm like, oh, I've written three sentences in the last half an hour. (laughs) I might as well just go to bed, but then I can't get up early and do it because they're up at half past five anyway. So it's just (laughs) the toils. eh? Uh, Oh, so that sounds good then. So this is your time when you'd usually connect. Yes. Whereas today you're connecting with two northern lads in Yorkshire, in the UK. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people excited about this podcast. Uh, I am. Yeah, yeah, Glenn is. I'm a believer. (laughs) Glenn's a fanboy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry I'm not looking for free stuff just so you're aware he gets uh, that from me <laughs> uh, but yeah I uh, it, it's one of the brands where I've kind of bought into quite early on because I don't know much about this stuff but there's a few brands which I find quite accessible early on which says to me obviously there's, there's some appeal there straight away mm. to not just people like Ben who's Full on into it, you know. Goes yeah. goes to bed dreaming about it, wakes up and then does it all day. And then, <laughs> you know that I'm kind of like dipping my toe in, and um, I'm at the stage where I was like, right, I need one full on outfit. So then I went work from bottom up. So I went Red Wing, uh, naked and famous jeans, 
then I've got the double indigo supply jacket, RGT. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the top. I call it topo. You call it top top topo bag. Backpack. The backpack. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Yeah. That's what I'm wearing daily. I just change my socks and underpants. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing you should wash, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. So, uh, so just in in really brief terms, Carl, just for anybody that wants to know a little bit more history about uh, IGT, you can obviously go to your website or they can look at the Ten at Ten on clobbercam.com. But for somebody like Glenn, that I've asked him not to look at the 10 at 10. I've purposely let him come into this, you know, a complete virgin, shall we say. Uh, how would you explain to Glenn, somebody that's just been and is bought into your supply jacket, he really enjoys wearing it, is interested in brand. Uh, just quickly, how would you explain that the brand came about back in the day? Uh, <laughs> I know it's a difficult one. It's uh, I've got yeah, my notes like a well, rag home, bigger been, home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just been a journey from the beginning. Really, like um, I fell into it from uh, just becoming kind of obsessed with um, what the what the Japanese were doing with repro yeah. reproduction stuff. Yeah. Um, and I I I fell into quote in quotes the premium denim market early in my um in my life i guess it was uh right after my um like i left high school yeah uh i, I grew up outside of new york city so yeah. i wandered i wandered the streets of soho uh, mm-hmm. for fun and i skated those streets and, and i just i just found found stuff that i never would have found in the suburbs and mm-hmm. a lot of that came from going to stores like union and um, Diesel and Stussy, yeah. Deluxe, and all that stuff. So, um, so that was always kind of my interest. And yeah. uh, and then Leslie and I moved up to Los Angeles together after we'd been dating in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I fell I fell into an apprenticeship with um, someone that was making uh, fully bespoke denim. Yeah. And um, I was Leslie had gone back to school to get her MBA, and I really wanted to learn more about what it took to make a great quality pair of jeans yeah and fortunately i convinced this dude brian kim to um let me just kind of be his shadow yeah and i would just i would just clean up after him and sweep and and then when um when his machines opened up i would just jump on there and start playing around and then finally he's he told me to like pick a pattern and cut it and start trying to make a pair of jeans mm-hmm. and the whole process from start to finish, I just fell in love with, and then, and then when he, he's a self-taught pattern maker, and he, once I finished my first pair of jeans, he was like, all right, well, tell me about your experience, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, and the moment he was able to explain to me how I could modify my fits mm-hmm. myself, I just, I just, my mind just kind of went crazy, and I was like, it just opened me up to a whole yeah different perspective on denim Mm -hmm. and um pattern making came easy to me i just it just made sense so uh really because that's a difficult bit isn't it like a lot of people underestimate how hard actually making a pattern from scratch is it's a real talent It it is it is it is difficult but once you understand like kind of the base point the foundation of it it's really 
it's really pretty. Once, once you've taken a pattern from a flat paper pattern and then made a, a three-dimensional garment out of it, you really kind of understand exactly what goes into making a garment. I, obviously, I'm very, like, novice in my uh, knowledge. I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't make, like, a dress for you, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I can make I can make a jacket and a pair of pants. Then <laughs> I, I went to I went to Leslie and I just you know I told her what I was excited about and she said I think you really need to explore this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that led me to a really well known denim store here called American Rag. Yes. And uh, and I rented space from them as their in house denim tailor. So I yeah. was doing hems and alterations and blowouts, repairs and all that stuff. But they also allowed me to pitch my my custom capabilities to people. Mm-hmm. So so just me sewing in a corner, people would always come over and ask me what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'd be drafting drafting patterns there as well. And that's really what where Rogue Territory started. And it was all for a love of just the experience and yeah. learning it from the ground up and getting my hands dirty and so that's where it started. It's uh, interesting. It, it is really good. I, I, when I was listening to the Heddles podcast earlier, I was interested in what you said about the American rag because am I right in thinking that at first it was almost like they were going to employ you and then you said, hang on a minute, no, I can just do this myself. Just give me space. I'll take all that headache off you. And I'll yeah. I'll do this, yeah. which which to me shows uh, even more of a passion for it because you obviously wanted control over what you were doing, and at the same time you managed to land yourself in you know a really popular denim store doing it, <laughs> which yeah, which is entrepreneurial, was... isn't it? It's, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was all it was basically my my mentor Brian. He he had established that relationship with them. Uh, maybe a year before I had met him, but he was having a hard time being in his workshop and being an American Rag at the same time. And American Rag was also kind of, um, you know, disappointed with with his lack of availability. Yeah, they basically wanted someone full time there. Yeah, and um, and then the custom thing was just like a add, added benefit yeah. to him being there, um, and then. You know, he went through trying to get some friends to hold down the spot. It just wasn't working out. And what they were doing was a, a percentage split at the register. So so he would get 60% of a sale or an alteration, and they would keep 40%. And it was, for them, it was becoming a night work and an account, a nightmare in, in uh, accounting. Yeah. So me knowing all of this, and I know, and at that time, Brian just gave me a blessing. He was like, look, I think you should, you should just you know, approach them and, and see if you can work something out. Yeah. So me knowing that, you know, Leslie and I came up with this concept of just saying, Hey, why don't we just come up with a flat rate for rent for this space? And, uh, and I'll handle all of the transactions, whether they be credit card or cash. And your customers are now my customers. So we both have a vested interest in taking care of these people. Mm -hmm. Um, So they loved it. They were just like, yes, great. Like, all, all we need you to do is be here seven days a week from open to close. You can do whatever you want within that, you know, that time period. So, yeah, it worked out great. Great, that yeah. Was for, cool. like, two years. And, obviously, that's when you start building the brand Rogue Territory. Uh, and I know that you did a lot of custom orders for, well, a lot of different sorts of people and from different walks of life at that time, didn't yeah. you, Cal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I mean, the, our, the majority of my customer at that time was just, you know, being L.A., there's, there's plenty of money. Yeah. being thrown around so it was really just guys in in different areas um just looking for that per- perfect fit mm. and for them they walk into a store like denim, uh, american rags denim bar and they see you know a hundred different brands and they're just like and the, the you know the average price point is 200 250 and they're like you know what i don't have the time to try on all of these jeans nor do i care Mm. so they come they came to me and they're like well what does it cost for custom and i'm like 500 bucks they're like wow let's do it (laughs) (laughs) i should have said 510 uh, yeah (laughs) what i meant to say was a thousand (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was i mean for the most part it was just really normal guys and like you know it was anywhere from from uh, from doctors to lawyers to you know agents and and then of course there was the celebrity aspect of it and um, I made jeans for Kanye West and um, nice. LeBron James if you guys know Bloody hell, I, bet, I bet they I bet they were big jeans <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Amari Stoudemire I fell into basketball actually because of a, a stylist who found out about me yeah so I made a, a bunch of jeans for different um, basketball players and uh, yeah yeah so how does it go from uh, <clears throat> how does it go from there because obviously I know that you started from your your home as well didn't you so you, when you left American rag am I right in thinking you worked in a garage <laughs> yeah we still work yeah. Out of a garage. <laughs> Lovely. And I'm I'm guessing this is uh, we like garages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing this is, is roughly where we can probably introduce Leslie because you did business studies. I did. I uh, moved to LA to get my master's in business and yeah, I was cool. just yeah, looking for a career change. Um, I came from a biotech background, so I wanted to do something more creative, so I decided to go back to grad school and get into marketing. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I graduated, I ended up working for Toyota Motor Corporation, and within Toyota, under the Scion car line, which now no longer exists, but did you know social media and lifestyle marketing over there for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, very good. That's cool. So when did you go full-time with Carl on the business? So it was the beginning of, I guess, 2013. Um, you know, Carl and I were very, very smart about how we transitioned out of our full-time jobs. So up until 2012, um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but we both had full-time jobs, and we were doing road territory, you know, in the evenings and weekends. Okay. And, um, you know, we literally pushed it to the point where, you know, something had to give and of course it made sense for Carl to leave first so he left his job first and I hung on for like another year and then you know it was really getting to the point where the demand was growing and it was just this is our chance you know we felt like the universe was aligning and we had saved up enough to make the jump so we decided to do it um and it was the right time, you know, it was like yeah. the year, the year that I left my full-time job, we tripled our sales that year. Yeah. Wow. Just having, just having two pairs of yeah. hands to be able to do the business. It was, yeah. you know, That's amazing. Was, yeah, game changing. Yeah. 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 
Because no. what, what I was doing when I left American Rag in like midway through 2010, um, I, I was essentially a production management consultant for a for a company here in LA. So it allowed me to be both just in the in the trenches in Los yeah. Angeles production. So I you know, so I would make time for rogue territory when I could when I was downtown and then also do production management stuff for this other brand. Um, so that's how I was able to be so hands on with um, producing rogue territory in Los Angeles and then <laughs> and then emails would stack up and mm. uh, <laughs> and then and then and then packing orders and filling and all that stuff you know it was at that time it started we rolling working, yeah and when we were working above our garage we were only living in 300 square feet so <laughs> like imagine fill, fulfilling because our our, our uh, single car garage was not big enough for sewing machine drafting table inventory and fulfilling so we were fulfilling out of our 300 square foot apartment yeah. <laughs> so we were like swimming in denim yeah. <laughs> that is teamwork that that's is all teamwork. else <laughs> that is teamwork <laughs> Let's we look. didn't kill each other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, <laughs> I've got a question we for Leslie get married <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Crazy, you have some kids. <laughs> more stressful. Why not? <laughs> so, so I was going to ask um, because business and marketing—that's that's my background too. Um, sure. I've got a marketing agency doing exactly that—a marketing agency. Uh, what I wanted to ask is, did you have a third-party agency? Uh, did you look after the branding? What marketing do you look after today? Is it all looked after by your team in-house? So it's funny, Carl and I joke, um, we're super grassroots still, even today. Um, okay. You know, we run a very, very small team and Carl and I are very involved. And it's really ironic because I went to grad school and studied marketing and worked at a very, very traditional, you know, huge corporation doing marketing. Um, where we worked with tons of ad agencies, agencies for every little marketing thing you could think of. And we had, you know, automotive has the world's biggest marketing budget. So um, very traditional. And when I left, I literally applied like nothing to Road Territory. (laughs) Um, We run it so different. It's super organic. Every decision has been made with our gut and what feels right. Um, Luckily, Instagram came about and Instagram is the single, like the number one marketing tool that has completely changed our business. And to this day, we do not have a marketing budget. It's zero dollars every year. We literally have grown the brand on Instagram, word of mouth and our amazing community of customers. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's the best way to do it. So you don't have to, if you don't have to market it, that means you've got something special. Yeah, and you know, I think it's all about your business goals and aligning your marketing strategy with your business goals. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for us, we are a small self-funded company and Carl and I are not, we don't have investors, we don't have bosses, we are doing this because we want to do it and we don't sit down every year and say, okay, well, we need to hit this number in sales next year and we need to see this percent of growth. You know, it's literally, we just want 
to be able to live a comfortable life and not work for anyone else and hang out with our kids and make some cool clothes. That's literally our goal. And when you have that freedom, um, there's no pressure to, you know, say we need to do this marketing and we need to do that because yeah. we need to, yeah, we need, we need increased sales. You know, we really don't. We, we grow as much as we want every year. That's cool. That's that's the perfect position to be in. And do you, I'm guessing you experience growth year on year, uh, just organically, just through, you know, being organic, basically. Making good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that, like Carl said, has been, you know, um, the growth in retailers, you know, wholesale, um, you know, companies like yourself being interested in us and wanting to support what we do. And yeah. then... Um, you know, obviously, you know, the word of mouth on social media and new people kind of discovering us through Instagram. So, you know, I, you know, I, I definitely think marketing has a value. It just, again, really depends on what your end goal is. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah. So, of course, right, cause we, we haven't even paid for any co- promotions through Instagram because we just don't even want to get into that. Yeah. You know, I'm always, I, we're always, I'm always trying to balance like what feels authentic to our customers because I think Carl and I, we've never set up a brand to be super um, polished and corporate. You know, our Instagram is still very much um, just Carl and what he's wearing today. And, it, it, you know, I, I think we grew because there was a, a personal connection to who we are and what we're doing. And so, you know, a lot of our fear is that, like, let's say we start promoting content on Instagram, you know, does that feel inauthentic to our customer? You know, like, we definitely worry about that and just want to stay kind of true to our brand voice, which is, you know, yeah, just us. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 that's good. That's a really nice position to be in. Um, and to me, as a, as a new entrant, I feel it feels big your brand feels bigger than what it is um but maybe that's because of how i position rgt within the clobber cam store then yeah it's like yeah. well to like i i mean i know you stock quite a bit of it yeah but it just seems yeah, we, it seems yeah. it, it we we talk about it a lot yeah we we champion it it feels in big store and, and I, it surprised me when you say like there's what four in the team still in the garage and, and all that sort of stuff. It fi- it does feel bigger to me because within our little circle, it's like, well, it's RGT or Naked and Famous. <laughs> it's, 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 that's, that's just what I know now. So, I mean, I'm I mean, guess- we'll take that as a compliment. I'm, I'm, sure, guessing, you know? I'm guessing Naked and Famous is... I think they're big. big. Yeah, the bigger. Maybe a yeah. little big. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I, again, I'm still learning, but it seems to be that, <clears> yeah, well... yeah. It's different. It's yeah. different sort of, it's a, a, different, a bit more commercial. Yeah, they, they've built their business differently, and they, yeah, they rely on distributors, and um, yeah, it's just, it, they're still pretty small from what I understand as well, uh, but right. yeah, it's just, it's really just dependent upon kind of what your goals are. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Famous from the very beginning was clear about what they wanted to do, and they've done a great job with it. Yeah, indeed. But it, it, <clears throat> sorry, go on, go on. it feels that you guys could be would would you never never want to be massive because you're you know, yeah, we, like you know it's it's funny because that that question is very relevant to i think 2018 and there's a lot of changes you know and just kind of marketplace and kind of where our brand is heading and you know carl, carl and i always joke like 
oh, does everyone have a price? Like, would we sell or would we grow for the mm-hmm. right price? Yeah, that would be I a really, question. <laughs> I really don't know if we would because, I don't know, like, it's just so personal to us. And we never got into this with, like, the goal of, like, oh, my God, I have to own a yacht one day. Like, you know, that's not, <laughs> like, we, we live very reasonable lives. Like, yes, we have a very comfortable life, but we've worked super hard for it, you know? And, like, yeah. we don't drive, like, flashy cars. Like, we have a Prius that we drive the girls around in, you know? It's yeah. not, like, we're living this crazy life. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think, would you, you know, we want to you... keep it homegrown. If you, if you, uh, I suppose, I'm just playing devil's advocate here a little bit based on Glenn's question, uh, would you let the brand grow bigger than yourselves, but if you could maintain that Some sort direction. of control, that direction, you, 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 don't, you don't have to have a big house, you don't have to not drive a Prius, but the rogue territory, <laughs> the, the art that you've created could you know, surpass what you ever thought it could, and you will always be at the core of that. But you know, it's 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 a difficult question in general, isn't it? To be honest, we talk we talked to Amy Leverton about it a lot last yeah, week. Regards a new yeah. book. I don't know. It, it for me, it you're a marketing guy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> for me, I'm like you know, it's it's yeah. like we always you know say we actually have three kids because Rogue Territory was our first baby, and we definitely still feel that way about it. So I don't know if it's a little bit of like we're control freaks and not really control freaks, but you know, it's so personal that we just, it's hard to envision us not being so involved on the ground level and on the day to day, you know, going on of it. So, um, you know, I, we have an amazing team. It's very lean. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we, we could see the team growing a little bit, you know, with the right people on board, but ultimately, we're, we're always going to be super involved and Carl, you know, is always going to yeah, yeah. lead design. Like Carl would never hire like a designer. Like he's always going to be the designer. Yeah, of course. Aesthetic, a vision of, you know, of the brand. So Yeah. yeah I, I think I'm quite similar in terms of like, yeah, I want to hold on to like my agency yeah. because you've grown it and it's your baby and, you know, that that's yeah. what it is. But me, it's kind of like, yeah, it'd be awesome to, to sell out for, 10 million or whatever that might number that might be. Yeah. But what do you do after that? Like, I don't get it. It's like, because like, you know, you work, like, you, yeah. yeah, you just start again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, start making stuff out of suede. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Hey. Yeah. Just Leslie to... and I just love collaborating. So we're not like if, if rogue territory was to close tomorrow, that doesn't really stress us out. Like yeah. we, we know we're, we're com- confident that we could do something else, whether that be together or separately. Yeah, of course. But, um, yeah, the, the, it, it's a tough question to answer just because I, I don't think either of us really feel the need to see rogue territory in thousands of retailers across the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't care. I just don't care. I just yeah. don't like. I just don't think that that well, is part of our brand strategy, brand strategy, or our identity at this point, anyway. Yeah. Maybe ask us in five years. I don't know. But uh, it's funny because I, I I manage all of our wholesale accounts, our yes. wholesale business, and yes. um, this year um, I've probably said no to, and it's only what March. I've said no to a lot of accounts um, just because you know we want 
to make sure we're in the right stores. We don't want to be in every store. We want to be in the right stores with the right, yeah. um, you know, the right people who understand and believe in what we do and yeah. will represent it well. Yeah. And, you know, not just the people who like, oh, I heard about Argentine and I heard it was cool. Like, let me get that in my store. Right. Um, but then, but then why is it that you don't do washes or why don't you do stretch denim? Like, you have a customer <laughs> or like, why isn't your price point under $200? Like, yeah. Then, then you start shielding that kind of stuff and you're like, and then you start answering those you like saying fuck off, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just fuck, you just off. Say, fuck off. Yeah. No, I get that completely. Uh, I, I think... Uh, I think Glenn's, when he mentioned that about, you know, he, he expected you to be a bigger team and things like that, that is because of the way that we represent RGT in store. Because you is. walk into the store and nobody really knows any of the brands we've got. You know, no, like, no, but uh, on, the, on the same token, when I walk into your store, I may like one pair of jeans from one supplier. Yeah. I may like... The, the only full-on collections that I like across everything yeah, is, RG, is, is RGT and Red Wing. Yeah, yeah. And that's Where you'd have more than one garment and yeah, you know yeah, that you could wear like, it all. Yeah. Like, You're I'm making d- Carl blush over here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I'd like, you that's know... That's true, because you had that, ISC shirt on. Didn't you? I, I've, I've got that, I've, like I had that camo. shirt and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have that. Like, yeah. I'm going to have the wax camo. I've got the supply jacket. I want the five-panel cap. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, them chinos are cool as well. I love yeah. them chinos. I'm thinking summer, perfect. I'm gonna get them olive We've chinos. We're selling them online. Cause yeah, they're like warmer like, somewhere in the like, world, not here. Evidently. It's so easy to do that, but like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, but you've not done that with any other brand. No, no. Like, yeah. you know, I might like one pair of jeans, but I don't like the other stuff. But like with RGT, this is not just because you don't. I just completely honest. No, it's an outfit it's just, though. Yeah, it's, it's a full, full outfit. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I just it works, get it. It works, and I like. And that's why I think that I thought that it'd be, I don't know, it feels bigger because I probably, because I'm not full on down with it all. Whereas like you like loads of stuff. I know you've got your favourites. Yeah. But you like loads more stuff, Ben, than I do. Because you appreciate it a lot more. Different aspects, I suppose. for me, RGT is just like, yep, that's it. That's meant, if I had to choose one brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And boots. Yeah. That's what it'd be, yeah. and it's that's not well, that's just me being honest. Yeah. Well, you know where you can get it from. Exactly. But <laughs> what's the website then? www.clubaccount.com. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Well, I I appreciate, I really do appreciate that um, experience and hearing that because the the goal isn't to and and I think this just translates naturally is the goal isn't to design for everyone. But the goal is to always put stuff out that's wearable. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to wow people into buying like fast fashion items at a premium no. price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Leslie like helps me edit a lot, so it's really like, my, in my mind, I'm thinking what when I open my closet. What can I just easily grab every morning and not think, oh, I have to match this with that, and I can't wear that with that? And yeah. It's really yeah, yeah. Really difficult. So when when we put together the collections and I present it to Leslie and the team, I'm thinking, this is the stuff that's easy to wear, comfortable. We already have, we already know how to make quality garments, and yeah. we're not going to stop doing that. But it's really about wearing. And going back to those pieces that feel classic and feel core and don't feel 
dated when yeah. you like go back to them. And it fits mint as well. It fits mint. Well, this is what I was going to say. It's uh, the best-selling jacket we've got in store. It's supply jacket. Uh, that's across. I don't know. Double indigo ridge line. That that, that waxy one. Yeah, that's, that's Red's that's, Ridge Line, is it? Yeah, the yeah, waxed, yeah. 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 And that's, it's, and believe it or not, because we are, because we are like one of the first stores to really do proper denim in UK. I mean, there is a couple in London that do, you know, that are brilliant, but, you know, it's right, kind, sure. there's kind of London, then there's the rest of the UK. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I mean, it's a bit like that. So we're kind of the first to really go, for want of a better phrase, balls deep into uh, yeah, raw yeah. denim. Only way to go. That's it. <laughs> the, uh, the supply jacket, I reckon 95% of the ones we've sold, the people didn't know Rogue Territory when they walked in. And that's a weird thing because I've been like, when people try the wax jacket I just jacket say, on, I say it to them every like, time. I said, just put it on. Just try I, it I, on. In fact, with some customers, I go, <laughs> don't put it on because you'll leave. You'll buy it. You'll buy it. <laughs> and they go, oh, I'll go on, I'll try it on. And they buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I told you not yeah. to put it on, but I'll accept your card. It, I've seen that. <laughs> I've you. seen that happen, and it's so weird. we're just continuing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, obviously we started as a denim brand and a yeah. jeans brand, and that is still, you know, a mm-hmm. big um, part of our business but that supply jacket like I think our highest selling style of all time has been that tan supply jacket the wax easy. jacket easy I think and we're on our third run with you aren't we we've only been up since yeah. December so it's we just sent you yeah. and I think um, I think that's true for a lot of people I think a lot of people's first introduction to our brand you know nowadays is through that jacket and it's crazy because mm. Carl and I just keep looking at each other and we're like Hasn't everyone in the world that wants a t- tan wax jacket like already got one? It's my next jacket, I can tell you. It's my Next time I treat myself, that's the jacket. That, that'll be the one the next time I treat it's myself. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, another thing I found about the, uh, the supply jacket as well in general is no matter who walks into the shop, it, I've never seen it not fit somebody. Whether it's a small, a medium, a large, an extra large. I had a guy, this is a good example. This happened on the same day, uh, on a Saturday a few weeks back. And a guy came in. I mean, I wear a large 12 stone, 6 foot, and the large fits me perfectly. Uh, the A guy came in, he was 5 foot 6. He had. He was much older than... I am. He got like a pot belly, uh, aging. Right now, his words, not mine. You know, he's a lovely bloke. You know, like the word is words. Mentioning no names. Yeah, but he. The guy uh, looked like he was made out of play doh. (laughs) It didn't when he put his supply jacket on. Actually, he looked like he was made out of gold. (laughs) But uh, no, I I gave him a large, and we were completely different builds, but it fit him. It fit him. And then we had another guy came in the afternoon. He was six foot seven, right? He was humongous. And he was looking at jackets. And uh, I said to him, we'll just try supply jacket on in an XL. I says, it'll fit you. And he went, it won't. I says, it definitely will. I mean, I was edging my bets, actually. I'd not put it on anybody that was six foot seven before. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I was like, go on, try it on. It'll fit you. It fitted him. It fitted him. It might have been... Half inch short on his arms, but he were used to that anyway because yeah. he was yeah. ginormous. You know yeah. what I mean? But the jacket itself hung off his shoulders perfectly, yeah, yeah. and it uh, it just fits 
everybody. It's just really weird. They didn't, it just doesn't mm. not fit people. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know what you've done there, Carl, but <laughs> some sort of algorithm in that well, pattern just cool. works. <laughs> It's funny because um, you know when we when we first started it was all bottoms and and some and mm. some tops but never a denim jacket. It took me yeah. three years before I was excited about introducing a denim jacket and it was the supply jacket. Yeah, and and that's kind of how I I, I still feel that way about what we introduce because I'm like. I don't want to put out what everybody else puts out. Like it's not fun for me. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I work. I work on it in my head, and I sketch yeah. things out, and I, you know, I, I treat it like a puzzle. And um, the supply jacket um, was me tweaking a pattern for over a year. Um, I, I don't know. I can't really <laughs> give any other credit to it other than just knowing what. Maybe because I'm kind of like a classic sample build, maybe not tall enough, but yeah, everything that I design, I design for myself first. Yeah, and if I don't like the way it fits, then I don't really move forward with it. Mm. So um, I think that may help because a lot of designers are usually designing something and looking at it on a model and how the how it looks on a model. Whereas mm. I make something and I wear it and I say, hmm, I don't like this or I love this. And, and then I, like, I make the adjustments mm. based on how it wears on me. Yeah. So. No, I get that, <laughs> mate. I get that. It's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's that's right. I've heard that a little bit recently. No, it's. Uh, it's uh, there's no wrong with that at all. It's. Uh, it's one it's hell of a jacket. Thing. And yeah. my, my favourite thing to do when somebody's put it on, Carl. Is uh, is drop me phone in the chest pocket <laughs> and go. See, it's perfect. <laughs> That's it. Okay. For some reason, everybody loves the fact that a phone fits in that chest pocket perfectly. <laughs> seems to um, seems to seal the deal. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So moving on to the next question, uh, yeah. we wanted to ask where is RGT best represented across across the world? Let's let let's go to the top three places like countries uh, countries or yeah let's yeah countries and then if it's all america we'll just go into cities <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know obviously a, we're based in you know la and yeah. so california we have you know good representation yeah you know in california for sure in the united states yeah. um germany we have actually really good representation mm -hmm. um yeah. And then Asia is like exploding, you know. I think that's yeah. just across every industry, every you know yeah. retail market. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I would say those would be our our top three. I mean, Canada too. Canada, we have a lot of um, representation there too. But um, cool. but then but they want specific names. Do you yeah. or are you asking for markets? <laughs> no, they're asking about markets. Markets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. We're definitely in the U.S. We're we're West Coast focused for sure. Yeah, it's you know like we we have great representation mid mid continent, but as far but there, there's so um, there's so much space between each major market there that um, the concentration really lies in California. Yeah, and then um, like we're 
we're just like blacked out on the east coast there's like <laughs> it's hard yeah uh, the east nobody, coast is tough yeah you would think we we get people asking about why we're not really why we don't have much of it we do have a presence but not a big presence in new york yeah and uh, i just i just think you know men's fashion scene in new york is is very different yeah know? so yeah that would make yeah. a big difference wouldn't it of course uh, I always talk about LA, by the way, because I want to go there, don't I? Because I'm 30 this year, yeah. I'm going to go to LA. Oh, come visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I should, I should. But Just I always be ask. not to walk anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to drive everywhere, but That's fine. the weather's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always ask, because I'm like a really big Motorhead fan. Lemmy used to live in LA. And he, uh-huh. and he used to have like a little one-bedroom apartment somewhere. And every day you used to go to this place called Rainbow Bar and Grill. Mm. Mm, I'll have to and, look it up. Yeah, and nobody who I speak to from LA has ever heard of it. I think it's a myth. <laughs> it might I, be his garage. I, 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 right now, I want to see where this is. What's it called? Rainbow Bar and Grill? I think it's Rainbow Bar and Grill. It's not like anything fancy. But I think they were like them like one-armed bandit machines and they served Jack Daniels like 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking anyway. Yeah, Sunset, like as far as the like, music industry is concerned, is kind of like the was the epicenter for rock. Ah, okay. um, there you go. Mm. Rock, punk, oh, yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of venues and, you know, Sunset's is always it, bumping, so. Is that, is that far away from where you are? Uh, you know, that's like, in LA terms, relatively. What, what you'll learn in LA is that it's so spread out and there's all these little sub-neighborhoods and you really kind of don't leave... Like, we have been living in L.A. for 10, maybe 11 years. I can count on maybe one hand how many times we've been to the beach, which is really sad, okay, in L.A. You're too busy. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, it's like a whole day with traffic. I mean, to go to the west side, you're just, you got to wipe out your whole day. I see. Before Rogue Territory started being... um, a full-time job i used to i used to get out into the water at least three times a week to surf and then leslie bought me a custom surfboard yeah that had the original original rgt rogue territory logo which a lot of people probably have never seen and i paddled out first wave snapped the board in half oh no and i I just stopped surfing And Leslie's never forgive you, and now you're not allowed to go to the beach ever. (laughs) (laughs) And another another geographical question while I'm on my little rant is Sacramento. Is that close to you guys? No, that's up north. Um, Ah. I don't even know, maybe six hour drive? It's about 400 miles from here. Oh, wow. Is that where you're going? No, well, I want to go to Sacramento and then I want to go to this sunset place to Rainbow Bar and Grill. But I want to go yep. to uh, Uriah Faber's got like a MMA gym in Sacramento. All right, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. and there's a UFC fighter called Cody Garbrandt who uh, lives there, and that's why my little boy's called Cody. Really? So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I've got, yeah. I didn't realise how big LA is. Connections. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so we, if you were to see... If you had to pin down where you think RGT is underrepresented in America, no, not just RGT, let's just say raw denim, a place that's sort of growing, that's bubbling, and you're like, somebody's going to open that shop there and it's going to work. 
Like, what area would that be in in America? Would you think? So for I don't know. what I about mean, New York? Surely New York's got to be Detroit. coming up, has it? No. It's... Well, South Edge is there. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn. And then there's like double RL. Every, yeah, there's but the thing is, with New York, every they're all um, they're all uh, what's the name of just brand one brand. Oh um, yeah, I mean it's you know yeah. New York is dominated by like flagship flagship right? Yeah. because nobody can afford the rent there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. kind of the you know the smaller independent you know owned men's boutiques. I think it's a tough market just because real estate there is ridiculous. If you didn't get in. Know, a long time ago. Um, um, I'm seeing the most um, new account requests coming from the middle of oh. America, the Midwest, and you know I think there's little there's little pockets of you know um, kind of smaller, less major cities, but there's money there, and you know Detroit. I don't know. No, yeah. I haven't. No, Detroit would be like one of those interesting markets to be in, but yeah, that that. That's still pretty. Yeah. So I would say the Midwest right now mm. is where I'm seeing the most. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. just wondered that. That were all because America's so massive. The yeah. us from over here, you know, it, it, it's unfathomable how big it is. So it's really hard to yeah. place. If I if we drove 400 miles, we'd be in France. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to speak another language and eat frog legs. Like literally, that's you know. Which so is it's, what makes yeah <laughs> yeah it's completely but different it's, just in a day yeah. it's done yeah. uh, so oh, that's it's really funny cool. though because just with the with internet the way it is and everybody having accessibility to e-commerce stores it it's it just makes the world feel so much smaller mm. so we're like can we really be in that many more places in the u.s <laughs> it's like, yeah yeah it, you know it's it's it, uh, it feels it just feels like we're we're like kind of already yeah. too many places <laughs> it's uh, it's really funny because i'm you know you know the la denim hang crew that have all got to know each other on instagram yeah. they've got yeah well i'm actually in their group their instagram group their internal gang? group uh yeah yeah it's like a full gang and there's <laughs> there might be like 20 of them or whatever and um, it's not a gang as such. So it's not organised crime. All just looking really cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. No, organised road. <laughs> no, it's uh, we because we we always talk about doing a feature either on podcast or on blog. So they included me in their group. So I basically get every message they ever send each other. And uh, and when they arrange to meet, it's like us meeting somebody in Scotland. <laughs> You know, like, it's not like, they don't just meet up because they all live near each other like we would. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm like three and a, three and a half hours away. I'll yeah. be there for a burger soon. It's yeah. like, what? Wow. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. It's yeah. weird that because... That's cool. I mean, that's, and that's really, that speaks volumes to what yeah. the, what Instagram ultimately mm-hmm. and, and sub forums and stuff have, have built in the, and the, and the people that are attracted to this. Yeah. You know, I, I would say nine out of ten of them are super genuine and just not just die hard about denim, but just like yeah. interested in seeing what this community kind of can bring. Of it. And and there's only going to be great stuff coming from it, whether it be collaborations or just just offshoots of like different businesses that could form. And and I think that the the you 
you know, joining this group and, and other, other brands supporting it. And, um, it's just exciting. It's, yeah. it's just cool that, uh, people are this passionate about what we and other people do. Yeah. That's it's good. Cool. That. Uh, one thing I want to, uh, just have a little chat about is obviously you've got a lot of dedicated and loyal well not followers is the wrong word but you know uh, supporters people that love wearing the IGT product and they wait for uh, every season the new collection so they can get their eyes and their hands on select pieces that they can choose and the you know the die hard IGT fan basically uh, so for all them guys out there that's listening I think it's interesting to ask uh, how how do you divide up your days to ensure that you can maintain that consistency with every collection you do, but then like you said, you're only a small man team, you are in a lot of stores. Uh, how do you how do you prioritize your days? How does Carl make sure that those products are at that level? Do you do you structure it like, okay, on a Monday and Tuesday, all I do is new product. I don't want any interruption from anybody else. And then you might even break that down even more to on a Monday at the tops and on a Tuesday at the bottoms. And then, Leslie, you might be like, right, every morning I catch up on all wholesale inquiries and then I go and help Carl and we do a photo shoot while Babies are asleep for an hour. And, you know, like, how does how do you structure it so you get them jobs done and you're keeping it consistent? <laughs> <We're back>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've just structured their life. Basically, every day's a shit show. You know, we're just trying to, we're just trying to hold it together. <laughs> I, uh, I am, um, I guess, <clears throat> notably uh, one that does not plan. <laughs> um, You're a creative. I don't have, like, I don't have a mood board, or you know, like I don't. Um, Everything's in Carl's head. So this, is, like, so this has been our like eternal struggle from day one. Even when it was just me, and Carl, so, like the, the team of two, just like everything is in Carl's head. That's hilarious. To, so, so if Carl has a nap in the afternoon, the business just stops. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just gears it. It's like a robot. You just turn it off. It's done for a bit, and then oop, we're back. No, I. Um, Leslie handles 80% of the business, so I can take those naps. <laughs> <They're> very important. <laughs> to the creative process. Yes. Behind every good man's a good woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's just, it's really uh, on my on my end, which is production design development. Yeah. It's really about um, relationships with our vendors, um, being literally hands-on with every exact process of it um and and our team um and i really value people's own point of view and experience um i don't i don't take it and just go with it but i do consider it yeah even when customers give feedback i you know i i take i listen to it and i think about what value is in that and then I apply it or I don't apply it but I, I at least I take it and um, and I think that that is ultimately why we're able to produce what we produce because I'm able to articulate to our team and to our vendors what the intent is behind what we're doing yeah. and 
the process that needs to happen for each garment to get from start to finish. Yeah. So, um, and I get genuinely bummed out when shit doesn't go the way I want it to. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, we gotta, we gotta keep calm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so then it's, yeah, it, my, my mind is always looking for things to design and create. Um, so what, what then has to happen is for me to explain to Leslie why I want to do something the way I want to do it or like what's coming up or what I want yeah. to, you know, especially since like we, we want to focus on developing more exclusive product and stuff that's limited edition and the addition to my brain and Leslie's workplace is RGTA. So yes. there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff in my head that, um, you know, just just needs to kind of be scheduled in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but it's, it's like Carl's not going back to your question. He's not he's not very structured about his design process, which is just his process. You know, he's very yeah. visual and very in his head. And Carl will literally like he will have a swatch of denim or a swatch of fabric that he's interested in and he will literally carry it in his back pocket for weeks and he'll like he'll like rub it and like touch it and like you know what i mean it's like he doesn't vocalize it but he like he wants to get a sense of the feel of the fabric and yeah literally just carry it with him and got two in my pocket right now yeah and that's that's my process and then all of a sudden out of nowhere we'll just be like I want to do this, 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 dinner, this. and Carl will be like, so I'm thinking about doing this, this, and this, and, you know. And, and then Leslie will look at me and be like, can you just try and feed our kids? <laughs> <laughs> can, you just use that, can you just use that little bit of fabric to wipe the nose? It's running, it's running. So, you know, it, it's his his process is, is very interesting, whereas I'm, you know, I'm much more organized and planned and, like, the business, and I yeah. have spreadsheets, and I like to think out like launch calendars and Carl's just like I just want to make stuff when I want to make it and he you know so it's like it's the marriage of the two sides of the business which is I can see creative and you know the business portion so um you know I think that's why it works for us because we are both very different in the way we think through things and you know we have two very different perspectives about how to bring each collection to market and each of our perspectives is valuable. So I think that's why it works. Yeah. Um, it's stressful because we're married also. Yeah. And so it's like, there's no separation between yep. personal and business life. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's something you have to challenge. learn into as a couple. My, my previous employees before I went into, before I got balls deep in the denim game, uh, they were uh, brilliant and they were, you know, a, a growing company, vintage clothing, and they were man and wife. And uh, I, it used to amaze me how they could separate, because they were friends as well. I used to see them outside of work and then I used to see them all day in work. And it, were, it used to amaze me how they'd learned to separate uh, those two relationships so it didn't interfere too much with what they had to get done during the day, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a talent. A challenge yeah, yeah it is and, you know for a, a long time um you know we're literally working out of our garage there yeah. was no separation like we would let just customers come over whenever they wanted like random people would just email us and we're mm. like yeah come over to our garage you know and then we realized when we had our first baby that like there had to be some type of separation you yes. know and 
and that was around the time our daughter, our first daughter was five months old, we decided we need to officially move our headquarters into its own workshop, like downtown, and separate it from the house, because we can't... We would work till like 2, 3 in the morning, and just be just like, wait, in our garage, and, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. We so, call those the golden days, by yeah. the way. <laughs> we, did. we, didn't think about, we didn't think about how much work we were doing it would literally be midnight and leslie's packing orders and i'd be like you know what i want to make some tote bags i'm just gonna sit at the machine and make some tote bags all right like, yeah, cool. let's do it <laughs> yeah. hey can you just tell us for everybody that's listening that doesn't already know yet uh i mean we don't have to go massively deep into it but what is our gta favorite non-favorite question of all time <laughs> he gets all mad when people ask him what it is no, I'm not mad at you Ben <laughs> um, RGTA is really just a um, incubator it's uh, I know it's it's basically just a way for me to throw stuff at a wall yeah. and see what sticks and just have fun That's cause like you know, as Glenn was saying, RGT, like it has a dirty, it has its own identity right now, and it's very, it's very like structured in that respect. When you look at the product, it it communicates to each other and it works well together. Um, and I've always wanted, um, I've always had one foot in streetwear and one foot in in menswear, and menswear. Yeah. Mo- I only say menswear because. You know, because RGT is a complete collection now, but yeah, I'm mostly denim. But uh, <clears throat> I kind of, you know, I got I got sucked in and obsessed with what I was doing with RGT, and um, and uh, so RGTA is really just other ideas that are in my head that I don't want to muddy the waters of RGT with. Yes, and um, it also allows Leslie to get out of her. Um, normal day to day, and mm-hmm. have have a more creative hand in imagery, in product mm-hmm. re- presentation, and all of that as well. So it's yeah, it's really it's just, just a laboratory for experiment. Yeah, and that's so, why Carl. I joke when I say that Carl gets mad when people ask him about it because it's it's something that he doesn't want to define. Like he made RTTA so that he could make we could make things that we just want to make and not really have to answer to a yes. customer or answer to a, a retail store. Like, Oh, how does this fit into your overall lineup and the direction that the brand is going in? Yeah. It's like, it doesn't, it's just something that we wanted to make for fun. And, you know, I think that's why we're kind of, we're just, it's a side project and we're doing it, you know, as we feel inspired yeah. and mm-hmm. um, we're not currently not planning to, you know, um, kind of build a wholesale business around it because we want it to be nimble we want it to be um i don't know just just consistently fun and and spontaneous yeah that's cool i guess the thing that that confuses um existing rgt customers the most is that the first collection um was wasn't entirely different than RGT in that mm-hmm. it was it was basics it was you know well made stuff the price points are similar not not completely different yeah. um, but I really just I I did that because I wanted that to be like the foundation 
yeah. of what RGTA is yes. and will and and we're just using that as like a jumping off point yeah. to what's then going to be noticeably different than cool. RGTA. But um, you know, it it all started with me wanting to make T-shirts and sweatshirts and not wanting them to be under the RGT brand. Yeah, brilliant. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, and I think it's, it's interesting. I think a lot of people, when they when we started teasing the RGTA concept, just automatically assumed it was going to be like a lower price point, um, you know, more mainstream line. And I think those that had that expectation, when they saw the first drop, you know, I think, you know, there was some commentary on like Reddit that people were like, "Why, you know, the stuff is." too expensive and it's like but is it really because it's our, it's our same vendors our same factories that are making it it's made in the you know in the u.s it's the still the same still quality great. yeah the fabrics are still yeah. super expensive it's like we we didn't ever say and don't want people to think it's supposed to be a um you know like a diffusion line it's not a diffusion line it's just different you yeah know? well you've established so, today that you don't actually want that you don't you don't want a more affordable line that can be stocked in 500 different stores around the world exactly. you know right. so I, I, you know I, I think indirectly you sort of cleared that up yeah i'm, I'm just on the website now i i really really like it yeah i love it i love it it's cool thank you As, well, yeah yeah they, uh, just yeah. Have fun with it. Easy. Meant, yeah it's just meant in it yeah it's just easy that's first generally the first time i've looked at it really nice website as well by the way Thanks. really that's nice yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, so when we, when we wanted that to like we really wanted and and moving forward, RGTA will it's really just based on imagery. So we have a great friend and amazing photographer, um, Jay Glian, who doesn't want us to mention his name, but I just did. <laughs> and he he is like our collaborator for most projects with RGTA as far as visual content is concerned. And then um, Leslie will plan with him on kind of how that's going to translate to the website. And we just didn't want it to feel like another e-commerce website. We wanted to feel, especially as we move forward, to be more immersive and to be more of an experience with the brand. Um, yeah. So we're, we're just trying out you know, things from a, uh, a few different kind of perspectives. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm definitely gonna get the faded black sweatshirt when it comes back in stock. Because <laughs> that's sold out. If it's coming back in stock, if not, I'll go for the grey one. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that's the other thing is like uh, other than our basics like the sweatshirt which we dialed in, which is awesome, and the and the t-shirts. Like we're this isn't this isn't like RGT where we're gonna keep stuff in stock. It's like if we yeah. have an idea, we make it, and it's it's there. And it's gone. Yeah. So I'm um, a bit late then. <laughs> <laughs> Those will be restocked. The sweatshirts. Cool. Yeah, the yeah. basics. Yeah. So yeah. when it when is drop two? We're working on a special project right now. It's a collaboration with a rad um, LA artist. Um, Free and easy. Free and easy is the name of that um, brand. Cool. And uh, so that'll be the second kind of sub collection it'll be that'll a small be, drop yeah it'll mm -hmm. be dropping hopefully at the end of this month and then we'll be doing another drop in may which will have like shorts and um we hope may see the problem with RTA is <laughs> that it, now keeps getting, <laughs> it keeps getting put on the back burner yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not priority yeah yeah so it yeah. just it gets squeezed in when we can yeah but, i understand you know, that yeah. 
Yeah. But flipping back to RGT, we are, you know, second draft is coming, Ben. Ah, uh, yeah. Month, End of this yeah, month, isn't so, it? 30th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. we're actually, it's exciting because we've got five shirts dropping in this collection, which is not normal for us. We don't normally mm-hmm. do so many tops in one drop. And then also the uh, Indigo Dobby Type 3, which yeah. is... What? Indigo Sushiko. Sushiko. Somebody's, somebody's actually app. mentioned that today, uh, Shashiko, on my Instagram, a question to ask you about it. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just think it was yeah, something saying, so when's it coming back? I think it was that yeah, simple. Yeah, so that, that, um, that fabric is... So the, the one that we released in holiday of last year, that was yeah. um, 16, almost 17 ounce, heavier weight. Um, and this, this guy is like 12 and a half, 13 ounce. And... What we did with this fabric is we uh, pre-rinsed on the roll of the fabric. Yeah. Um, so it's got a it's got a really great kind of the texture pops when you rinse fabric like this. So it's got a great texture. It still has like it's it's got the same weight as your your double indigo dark um, supply jacket, but um, it just it kind of like brings out all the inky blues of yeah. that fabric which is i'm really excited about that one's going to be awesome and then mixed with the the camo safari trouser it's just like an interesting it's going to be like an eclectic trouser. i'm it's looking forward to getting the camo like, trouser i think they look absolutely yeah. mega on the imagery yeah I like, uh, I like camo trousers because jeremy from a day to remember wears some does he yeah he, he wears them all the time yeah <laughs> they're really dark these are look yeah, really cool i'm looking forward to them, yeah, yeah it's definitely different it doesn't feel like your your standard kind no. of military issue yeah and it's ripped it's ripped stop that's what i think that's why we've done well off the uh although i know we can't get them back in stock because uh, the fabric's gone the jackets uh but uh back when i ordered those we weren't even open so it were like i was having to guess size runs and everything sure. on everything that we had but uh, okay so i've got another question actually uh from a guy called barrel brands underscore brendan so i'm guessing it's called brendan uh, it's, it's actually a really good one, this one, uh, guys. So it says, do you plan to, plan to make a 20-plus ounce jean at RGT? And, good question. Uh, yeah, and every <laughs> denim. I say yes, then. And, uh, well, go on, I'll let you answer that, but it's a two-parter, so I'll let you answer that, and then I'll bring in the next question that he's put on. Uh, the answer is yes. Ah, what ounce are you going back, for? Uh, originally uh, just to just to go into a little bit more detail originally i wasn't interested in making heavier weight denim yeah um you know because the likes of iron heart just do it so well yeah and i just didn't want to i just didn't want to fall into that kind of novelty like oh just you know what's hot right now kind of feel yeah but i got introduced to this denim from the mill that we do all of our proprietary denim with and uh, i was just like you know what why why can't i use this um I, i'm excited about it i like it so um yeah so you'll see something next holiday ah very cool this holiday this holiday, this holiday. <laughs> yes. and then he's uh well, he's, I, don't I don't know we're, we're already designing in 2019 so our brains are like yeah brilliant. of course and keep, keep in mind that that's all in my head so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Things so, so just don't go to sleep carl don't go to sleep <laughs> so uh, and then he's he has actually asked a good question then he said have you got any plans 
for a type one or a type two style jacket? Yeah, I've been exploring some ideas with that. I do really like type twos, except yeah. for the fact that they're just uh, useless in my mind. <laughs> no, no <laughs> I agree. I completely yeah, agree. They don't definitely, yeah, functionally, I mean, you can wear it as a jacket, I guess, but like there's just one pocket floating in the weird torso area. And then yeah, that you can't really um, use. Yeah, and then there's no hand warmer. Yeah, pockets. it's. So, uh, I completely agree with you. I don't know why. I think basically the supply jacket is just a better version of both them jackets put together anyway. So <laughs> you, you, well, you really you wouldn't need out, to. If you check out RDTA Cruiser Jacket, that's my take on a blend between a Type 2 and a Type 3. But I am also um, playing around with a Type 2 design that I'm happy with in my head. Yeah. So, Cool. So That's that will, good then. That, that, that will, uh, it will be more functional. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it'll be. It'll probably be more about the play of the fabric and um, yeah. position of those pockets. So, uh, but I do. I don't. Yeah, I'm still. Torn I, I don't, Carl, I, 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 to do the blouse pleats or not. I, I well, know. I actually think that the the reason. RGT looks so well, and like, while well, somebody like Glenn can walk in and think he wants to wear the full collection is because you don't mess about trying to recreate a type two or a type one when a lot of other yeah. brands do your your supply jacket i use this when i'm speaking to customers in shop i i actually refer to you know type ones and type twos that we've got uh, and i'll say look these jackets were built for men that worked you know, uh, 80 years ago, 90 is, years ago. Is that, and the type, then I'll, yeah. is that the Type 2 jacket that were like that weird Wrangler one? Yeah, it's not Wrangler, it's Lee. It's Lee, Lee Cowboy yeah. jacket. Yeah, but... No, not my bag. Yeah. Stay away. And then, uh, and I always say, <laughs> but this jacket's for a guy that's at work today. So forget trying to, you know, forget trying to pull all the heritage back into the... I don't know, it's post-heritage, isn't it, what you do? And I think that's, uh, for me, I think that's what turns customers' heads when they walk into the you're store. The, you're the first person to actually uh, attach that, at least that I've heard, attach that um, that name to it. And I, yeah, my goal was not reproduction. Yeah. I, think, I think that there's... I think that's, uh, that's that not being your goal. There's just brands that, yeah. yeah, there's brands that do it really well. And yeah, reproduction yeah. for it is really hard to yeah. do it right and to do it well. And my intent is not to do that like i i think those 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 have been done great and yeah. i think i just use it as a jumping off point and um and i'm inspired by workwear and military issue garments and the functionality and the production and the the sewing that goes into it but yeah. i don't need to wear it and i never have no i never no. I uh, I completely get that it's well it be I, I really look forward to seeing your adaptation of uh, that kind of jacket, uh, that will be really cool to see. It might actually be one that I can wear, which would be fun. Uh, <laughs> all the ones, I mean, I've collected quite a few of it years like you do, but now they're just on wall in shop. Because, you know, like when, when you get used to wearing... Yeah, I'm, I'm not there. I'm, there's no upbeat, though. It does no, look really no. cool on certain people. Yes. But, they, uh, they, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, you kind of... Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those plays where you kind of have to fully commit. Yes. And I'd rather just look at it <laughs> and appreciate yeah, yeah. it than wear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that might be why it's on wall in my shop. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there were specifically 
really talking about vintage pieces here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is literally just vintage pieces that I've collected over yeah. the years. So. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, I think that there is a place for that, and I don't, I don't hate on it. I just, that's just not my approach. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, when I came across Lee 101Zs when I was in Amsterdam in yep. 2004, yep. um, that was my first introduction to um, to Lee outside of vintage. Me too. And I, my mind was blown. I was like, holy shit, these are beautiful. Yep. Um, I bought them, but then I always wound up going back to like, at that time, I was wearing a lot of G-Star. But like their their um, standard five pocket yep. fit, because I was on the search for a pair of um, nudie raws. Yeah. And in two thousand four, like they were sold out everywhere in Amsterdam. Really. Salvage version. Yeah. And, and it, the one that everything was raw except for the circle in the yeah. back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were killing it back then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I felt like I. Yeah, I desperately needed a pair of those yeah. and a pair of uh, high-top dunks, and I struck out a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so it's, I settled on the one-on-one Zs, but I, I love them. I, I, I them, and they looked like crap. Yeah, I know. I, I remember I heard on the podcast earlier you said that they went in all funny blue color, and basically that just ruined them for you. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I was skating in them, and they were getting all stank, so... And I didn't really know how to care for raw denim back then, so I just washed and dried them, and they looked like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was going to ask a quick question. Um, your website, um, obviously e-commerce, and then you've got wholesale accounts. Um, like, like Ben, of course, <laughs> at Clobbercam, <laughs> at www.clobbercam. Is it... Too intrusive a question to ask. Uh, what's the what's the best financially for you? Is it RGT direct via the site, or is it the wholesale accounts? Um, today, the the wholesale side of our business is larger than our online, and it and you know that's shifted, and it so it makes sense. You know when we were when we were smaller, a lot of you know, the bulk of our business was directly through the site, but as we've grown our wholesale business, um, you know, it, it, it's good because it gets our product into more markets. But, you know, as you know, with, you know, e-commerce, every, uh, retail store now has their own website as well. So yeah, they're now, you know, it's kind of like the fragmentation of the online space. And, um, you know, there's many, many points, touch points to get mm-hmm. our stuff online. So yeah, I see. You know, it's the it's the natural evolution of the business and it growing bigger. So yeah, right now, um, you know, we're yeah more of the and businesses at wholesale, but that goes back to like why I'm kind of slowing down wholesale, you know, and wanting to be in in the right stores so that we can get you know a good balance. Of, of course, that going, of course. You know? And yeah, I don't think this applies to Ben or the UK or probably a lot of Europe, but in terms of your wholesale, uh, your resellers in america do, do is there ever any conflict of you guys sell online direct is uh do they see that as a negative or do they just see that hey that's everybody does that that's completely fine now they're just happy to stock the brand 
is there ever any crossover as to you selling things direct, which doesn't help out the resellers, or is that ever a problem? No, we've never had an issue with that. But I think also we, we were, you know, we launched our, our website, like, I don't even know. No, no, I don't know. Early 2000. So basically, when they discovered us, we already had an e-commerce store. I see. So we've always had it's it. always um, been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so And, that, and we, we told um, all of our wholesale accounts for a long time that the only reason we were in business and were able to produce for wholesale is because we have an online store. Yeah, yeah I mean, of course. They get it. You it know, goes like, hand in hand. We don't... We don't have we don't have bank loans. We don't have investors. So, literally, when someone goes on our website and buys something on our website, that money goes directly into the business. Yeah. buying fabric, producing for next year. Um, you know, so that's the that's the only reason we are able to be self funded is because we have um, direct to consumer sales. I see. I see. Yeah, that's good, and it makes complete sense as well. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, one more. Question just from the Goldbeard, if that's all right. Uh, it's a pretty easy one, this, I think, for you guys. It's just said, uh, what were it that made you change the width of your selvage out seams to a wider about, yeah, width? He's, I think he's specifically talking about the, the neppy, 14-ounce left-hand uh, left denim that we did uh, last year. Yeah. Um, and that denim, uh, we had to modify because it moved so much. When yeah. We were, during yeah, during production. So when we received our production, we weren't—I wasn't happy with the the way that they fit. So right. we modified from the side seams. So this is like the classic example of you know, and anyone, any brand or anyone who's ever tried to do production on anything totally understands the pain points that yeah. production is. There's so many things that um, are unpredictable. And in the whole life cycle of a product, you know, from the point that Carl has it in his head to the end product and what goes out to customers. There's so many hands that touch it and so many yes. things that can and cannot go wrong. And, um, you know, nothing is a perfect system. And at the end of the day, we made the decision that what was the most important factor is the fit. And it always yeah. goes back to fit. So yeah. we got all of the nephews in and, you know, we were trying them on, and Carl was specking all of the jeans, and Carl ultimately was not happy with where, you know, the leg measurements were landing. So we made the decision to go in and taper, you know. And yeah. anybody that's tried to do that with their single pair of jeans and just going to get them altered knows it's how much work difficult, that difficult, time-consuming. Very that hard. Was the, that was the hardest part was like, oh, well, we could just send them as is, and then, you know, customers we'll may, like, may not notice. It's kind of different, you know? So, uh, yeah, we yeah. decided to just no, good. try That's to be really as cool. consistent. Yeah, we just tried to be as consistent with our core fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because anybody that's shopping across our brand says, well, if I like SKs in 15 ounce proprietary denim then i'm going to get sks and stealth i'm going to get sks and whatever else comes out but the moment you change that fit on one denim that yeah. throws the <laughs> that throws the world in a yeah in a, it's uh, people yeah it's it's, it's like their baby almost yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. and, that's, and that's the awesome thing about yeah a lot of our customers is they they are they're looking for consistency and they trust us for that. Yeah. So yeah. we don't take that lightly. No. Like we, 
we really, really, really try to focus on consistency with fit across fabrics, across um, fit, styles, and it's like it's, it's and it's really gnarly too. I think as you know, as like I, I definitely understand where where the customer's coming from because I'm not as in you know entrenched in the production world and i don't have as much technical knowledge and experience as carl does so i come at it from kind of like the common sense thing like oh well if i'm a if i'm a 32 and you're sk then every 32 that i order in any type of denim in your sk should fit exactly the same like for me i i totally see where that thought comes from but yeah now you know understanding the production side and and fabric and how each fabric has a different amount of stretch and how that stretch will affect how much it stretches as it passes through the machine, machine, how much it moves. Like, you know, these are all the things that change fit by a quarter of an inch, an eighth of an inch. And, you know, I think, you know, there definitely is some kind of like opportunity for education on the consumer side, because we do, you know, I think a lot of brands get a lot of emails with customers kind of frustrated. Like, why can't you guys just make everything fit exactly the same across every fabric that you (laughs) use? And it's impossible because everything's based on the same pattern, but every fabric is different and yes. every production run is different. And, there's and everything is handled by hand. hand. Everything is sewn by hand. So there's natural and tolerance. By hand. Of course. When I went yeah. down to uh, last week, I went down to Suffolk to meet a guy called John. Uh, who runs yeah, I saw a... those stories. That was rad. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, John, he doesn't like me talk. He's, he's so humble. It's unbelievable. But he, uh, he actually was uh, the creator of a business called TM Lewin, which in Europe, I think it's got 100 stores now. I think he had 100 stores when he sold it. And that did shirting and suits and stuff like that. He's like a master, master tailor, if you know what I mean, tens and tens of years. And he's been there and done it. And I think he employed a couple hundred people in the UK making it all at one point. but he, uh, you know, actually listening to him and watching him work while he was building that gene were just, well, you could never really do it on an Instagram story justice, if you know what I mean. It, I could, well, yeah. It's I like, mean, a, it's he, a true art, isn't it? A true art form. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's, and that, you know, that, that uh, story brought me back to when I used to do that, but I only had a single, single needle machine. Yeah. Uh, and... And, like, there's parts of me that, like, want to go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just, like, be like, you know what, dude, let's just make 50 pairs of jeans. I'll just sew them all myself. It might yeah. take me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, but it, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really rad. Like, just seeing the process and, like, people don't, people don't understand how many steps it takes to make a single pair of jeans. And the contractors we work with in L.A., the maximum amount of sewers that they have are, I would say, on a good day, 10. Right, we're okay. Working, like, we're working with family-owned boutique yeah. factories, you know? Yeah. And, and we have been working with them for years now. So it's like we know when when one of them is out. We're like, uh-oh, the bio's not getting done today because Luis is sick. Like, and apparently uh, there's only like three dudes in all of L.A. that can do cabayo. So... Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's uh, it's it's brilliant it's yeah it's fun it's yeah. really fun to be able to and that's what allowed rogue territory to be what it is today because i was able to go in there and sit with each one of these sewers and yeah explain to them exactly why i want it done a certain way because for them they're trained to do it one way yeah 
they like they know they they have the ability and the skill to do it however you want them to do it but most people come in and say well just match like whatever brand like just do it this way and yeah. they'll be like okay that's how i do it but then for me to go in there and say well i want to change the, t- the stitches per inch here and i want to do bar tacks this way and i want to yeah. fold them this way then they like they actually appreciate the garment more even though it may take them a little bit longer they appreciate the fact that i understand what i'm talking about and can walk them through it and then they can put that into that that passion it it gets into the garment through them doesn't it so when it comes back to you you're like yeah that's been done exactly how it needs to be it took i think it took three years before i was actually happy about the pair of jeans that we were making yeah that's well that's because you're a perfectionist no doubt i don't think it'd work any other way to be honest our standards are are much much higher than um, our customers, and they, they it and, and they needs to be, you know yeah. it should be because yeah um, yeah that's what keeps it that's yeah. what keeps Carl, it. Carl stresses oh, he like literally stresses over eighths of an inch like this is the stuff <laughs> that keeps him up at night. So. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I just sound insane now. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I get it though. I completely get it. I, can, I do completely get it. So, yeah, you're gonna you're Quit gonna rein us back in now. Yeah, right? yeah. Because it translates into, yeah. and that's the and that's the huge part about having retail partners like yourself. Yeah. Is that the only reason RGT gets into the hands of people like Glenn is because you guys are excited about it too. Yeah. Right. And, and, you, that, and you you really have a deep understanding for what we're doing and you can share that passion and that education with the new customer who is new to raw denim and you know can get that that um, knowledge at the point of sale you know because yeah i think that's really important no yeah and it's amazing how many customers actually do just completely love it and and buy into it when you explain it to them you know it's uh it's it's amazing yeah yeah, and it happens so quick as well. Yeah, penny drops as soon as I put it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, no, I, I'm not into this raw denim stuff. I just want some uh, red wings. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. Like, 250 quid plus for a jacket. No, no. Do you realise how many jackets I can get off ASOS for that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that all my like paying anything. But you won't love them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> paying paying anything more than 25 quid for a pair of jeans to me were just alien. Yeah. Like all my life, like to buy Levi's, were like, check me out. I've spent 60 quid. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like yeah. now I'm like, yeah. But yeah, and that I, conversation is happening all over the world. It is, and big it, style. It's, it's mad. It is yeah. mad because you, once, you, once you're there, you're there. And it's almost like a weird drug that you, once you're in, you, you're in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think, I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever. Uh, compare heroin to raw denim but i'm guessing i'm guessing it's pretty similar <laughs> but yeah let's um i, I think well I, I we've lost track of time it's we're now one hour and 25 minutes in uh so this is the time i rein it back in and ben let's go for let's go for quick fire round all right okay so okay who my fire in the quick fires at do you want us to toss a coin? Why don't, we, why don't we just go one each? Let's just do... Okay, right, we're going to do one each then. So this Ladies is, oh, first. There's going to be three of us doing it. Right, we're going to have to be organised here, guys. Let's give this a go. Are you ready then? So ladies first, and we've got straight leg or slim taper? Slim taper. Slim taper. Uh, Carl, we've got USA-made selvage or Japanese-made selvage? Japanese. Japanese. And then we've got, oh, Leslie, we've got salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Wait, what? <laughs> 
salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? He's talking about potato- potatoes. Cheese chips. and onion. <laughs> He's got this weird yeah, obsession bizarre. with chips. Honestly, it's so bizarre. Lots of cheese, extra cheese. Yeah. Extra cheese. <laughs> uh, Carl, we've got Oasis or Blur. Uh, Leslie, we've got Van Halen or Led Zeppelin? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Yes. Carl, we've got pasta or rice? Rice. I have to say that. Well, this is a good one then, Leslie. We've got chicken or beef? Chicken. Chicken. And then. Good one. And then, uh, so then I wanted to Carl, would you rather walk or drive? Walk. Walk. Uh, Leslie, is it exercise or a good book? Good book. And Carl, fact or fiction? <laughs> mm, I'm a big fan of fiction. Uh, fact. Fact. There we go. That's it. You've just done the quick fire round. That was easy. <gasps> a bit of a bit of a you know it's something different anyway and it took to end of the podcast exactly so. yeah well yeah I, th- I think to be honest i think that that's been really good it's been really informative it's been really going. fun i know we could keep going but we'll do the... another one we can do another one before yeah. autumn winter can't we about the same time just as that collection's dropping and uh we can maybe focus in on the products a bit more yeah, rather yeah. than well, the overall well, story well, if you guys are available uh sure, okay. for winter yeah. Yeah, well, we're just yeah, getting fall, going with the fall podcast. Winter is going to be fun to talk about those products because we've got three new, net new products coming out. So. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. Then we'll uh, we'll get some. Well, no doubt I'll speak to you anyway. So, but we'll yeah, get some yeah. penciled in a bit closer to Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Thank you for your time as well. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah. Fun. It's been absolutely brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. Really we'll, enjoyed it. We'll let you know when Great. we're publishing. We've not had that conversation yet because obviously we're all super busy. Uh, so yes. we need to get this one published and get out there. But um, yeah. I'm sure this will be very well listened to like the others. This is, In fact, Leslie, just to let you know, the uh, when we put out your blog on Thursday, uh, the website had over something like 800 hits. People going over to read it. Uh, wow. That's That's quite a lot. You know, like we do have certain... Uh, features that go out that get a lot of listens, but we all uh, get a lot of readers. But then we also have ones, you know, that do all right as you do when you when you're doing three four blogs a week. But to right. get like over eight hundred hits in a night on people going over to just one feature, that's uh, that's pretty big noise. We've never had a person uh, get. You know, we've had brand interviews that have done that yeah, well, right. yeah. uh, but we've never had one on a person ever. So that's. Uh, so, so there you go. You're obviously really popular. Wow, thank you. <laughs> so there you go. That's awesome. Mm, cool. So, yeah, well, I suppose it's time to tie it up now, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. It's a shame, but there we go. <laughs> I've said thanks once, but I'll say it again, guys. Thank you very much. Look forward to getting uh, Miss... Uh, I've just ordered a little more supply jacket that's coming in any time now. Any time. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. so there you go. Let's see if we can sell Glen a Tan Ridge line. <laughs> before this time next week yeah yeah i, th- yeah, I, th- I think the w- camo the camo axes you're gonna have to go for that because there's no more i know that's I know. it I that's it yeah Once i really gone, want that gone. one even sean in our shops like oh god i'm gonna have to buy one now <laughs> i mean like <laughs> we, 
Yeah, we have we have like a strict rule where if you work there, you can't just text stuff. We we make ourselves at least cover cost on everything, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and you were like, oh no, I'm just gonna have to spend my money on this jacket because I didn't realise we couldn't get any more. So you you might have to fight fate him for it. Mind you, you're into MMA. So yeah, and I'm big. He's a black belt in karate. Oh god. This could be good. I could make some money off this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we could get an event going on a Friday. Yeah, but... definitely. Definitely. <laughs> the winner gets the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Film yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll put it out live on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Hey, dear. Cool. Anyways, that's uh, that's it then, guys. We'll let you get off. Obviously, you've got work to do in your little ones. Will be waking up anytime soon. She, they've been yep. very well. Be, she's been very well behaved for us today. And yeah, she's I mean, in an hour and a half. She's awake, but we've just been letting her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair play. Cool. Fair play. Good Lovely. stuff. Well, anyway, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a top week, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. All right. Take All right, guys. Bye. Thank you. See Take you. care. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that was good. Yeah. Bang on that, mate. Bang yeah. on. Really good call. Uh, thanks to everybody that's uh, sent in your questions. Sorry, I didn't get to read more of them out, but there was just that much to talk about with Carl and Leslie. It's really weird because I feel like there's still ages and just so much more conversation we could have. But... Yeah, definitely, but we all need sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they said that they're willing to come back on, so we'll speak to them in a few yeah. months. And that's my favourite brand as well, so we probably need to get stuck in tomorrow with them guys, but... Nice, a really cool story. Nice, well, not cool. Nice story. Yeah. They like they keep it independent. They they do what they love, and that doesn't change for. They're just happy. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, I think I would be if I were in LA. To be fair, <laughs> doing anything. I don't know. Farming avocados or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, a nice story. A uh, lovely couple. You could farm avocados for rainbow rooms. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rainbow Bar and Grill. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. the one, Rainbow yeah. Bar and Rainbow Grill. Rooms. That sounds like, is that something else? Uh, it could be, I think, yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that one. Different podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we'll get this one out as soon as we can. Um, it is a bit more of a lengthy one again this time, but it needed to be because, well, we've... It we've, just keeps happening. We've, we've not stopped for breath again, so I think we need to try and just get away from trying mm. to make them an hour and just, just go with it. Mm. Um, and people can stop and start them now as well because these are far more accessible as well because we're now on iTunes. I don't know if we mentioned. But you've just got to search Clobbercast. Yep, Clobbercast. Straight, Clubbercast, uh, straight on iTunes. They're all there. And you can subscribe. Subscribe and review as well, please, because, like, yeah, it's good to hear comments and reviews as well. Um, and see who's listening, too, uh, because yeah. we, obviously, since we were hosting on SoundCloud... Um, the listens have naturally gone down directly on SoundCloud, uh, so we need to know a little bit more about who's listening on iTunes as well. So uh, certainly like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff, send us any feedback. Again, we've got a host, a line of guests um, in the pipeline. Yeah, um, plenty. We've got but, one this Thursday. But Yeah, so, I mean, who who we got Thursday, Ben? It's a guy called Walter. He's a really cool dude. He's actually, he runs a blog himself called Long John Denim Blog, and I believe that's his company. But what he does is, you'll really like this, is he's a consultant for some of the large, large denim companies, like Lee, for example, Lee Jeans. Mm-hmm. He teaches yeah. their staff. He goes in and teaches their staff and tells them about, you know, how denim is made and how it's done. So basically, it's a lot like speaking to Greg. 
Ah, so it'll be yeah. a lot more of a, like a knowledgeable thing just on denim. So we're not necessarily focusing on a brand as such. We'll be just talking and shooting the shit about denim in general. So you that's can, good. you know, get stuck in here with questions and answers. Bro, it's really cool. That's what that's meant. So yeah. yeah, well, I think that's certainly enough for one evening. Yeah. Um, cue the thank yous. Thank you very much to everybody that's listened. Thank you very much to Glenn for taking some time no out problem. to do this with me again. Uh, and basically, we shall hear you all very, very, very soon uh, when we speak to Wouter on Thursday. Cool. So, yeah. I, that's probably not going to be exactly in context because it's not going out <laughs> now on the, today's Monday. But yeah, in a couple of days' time, there's going to be a double bill. And can you believe this is... Number six already. Yeah, and that'll be number seven on Thursday. Yeah. And then we'll next week. So Are we doing series? Is it like ten in series one? And Shall then we, we start that? again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See well, how we evolve. If we ever evolve. Like yeah, cool. So yeah, thank you very much. Uh catch you all soon. And yeah, please check us out on iTunes and put some reviews in. Thank Lovely. you. Take care.